Hey, hey, what's good today? This is your boy, Coach Lee, and welcome to our Friday night interview session. And like always, you know I got my partner in crime, my co-pilot, the pilot, whatever you want to call him. He is the jack of all trades. Got my boy, Uncle Leroy. What's up, baby? Hey, man, you got to warn me when you turn my camera on, man. Hey, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, we should do it Uncle Leroy. Don't say the Leroy without the Julian. I'm allowed to be doing anything behind camera. But on camera, we got a good interview for him, man. We got former... Wichita State point guard K. Ron Bradley, man, the brother got great energy, man. Like we was hollering at him off the air, and uh, pretty cool, man. So, what's going on? Shout man, out to you, uh, sis. It's Friday, man. You know, ready to get the weekend started. So, having this interview is definitely a plus, man. Fact, I ain't get paid, but it's Friday. <laughs> I got paid. <laughs> Trying to have some fun, kill a little time. That's about all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. That's true. That is true. So, well, uh, you know, where are you hanging out with us from? Man, I'm right now in the Houston, Texas area. Uh, actually, be yes, sir. H Town <laughs> specifically. I'm in the Katy area right now, uh, but that Houston area for sure. Yes, sir. Oh, you think? Oh, you think you can read? He says, but he said, wait, how you say that word again? Pacific. Is that? He said Pacific. That's what I say. Specific. I'm like, who the hell is doing this, man? He's like, specifically. Wait, hold on, man. Don't ask me that. I'm from Knowledge, man. Don't look. Knowledge. Knowledge. Well, to be Pacific, New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But being from the, you know, the town of swinging and banging, and you know what I'm saying? Well, who is that? Paul Wall with the grills, and you know what I'm saying? Did you ever want a, gr a gangster grill like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, what was going on? What's the fad down there in Houston? Man, I don't know if they if we still rocking the grills like that, like we did, you know, in the early 2000s. But uh, you know, for me, I'm just I'm good with the pearly whites, bro. You know, yeah, <laughs> straight up. Did you swing and bang? You Probably uh man, I'm gonna have to say uh, either Big Hawk or okay. uh, Big or, or uh, Big Pokey. Big you know, Pokey. A lot of, okay. Yeah, a lot of people don't know about Big Pokey because he didn't really go mainstream. But right, yeah, I rock with Big Pokey the most. Yeah. Okay. Sure. 
Check him out. He got all the right asses. He, look, oh, hey, yeah. buckets on the court and buckets on, on. You know what I'm saying? Look, you just yes, money, sir. man. He call you the money man. Look, you know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Cool, cool. So, you know, people just think that, you know, you can just hop in a race and just start running. You know, success comes from over, you know, is overnight. Like, I do this, I'm an instant star. So, how did, you know, your success start? Like, you had success from high school. So, yeah, do you yeah. think that your high school success prepared you for your collegiate and your uh, professional career? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, I would even go back even further than that, you know, as far as me learning the game uh, from the elementary side of it, you know, and middle school side of it, because for me, uh, and I could even, this kind of flows into the high school side too, where early on, to be honest, I, I didn't have a ton of success with it, you well, know? Well. Yeah, and, and so... For me, it was like, I love the game. So it was either I was going to quit or I was going to stick with it and keep working at it. Uh, and so for me, I, I felt like not having a success early on kind of made me more hungrier than most dudes, you know? Mm. And so that's what kind of got me to that level because, you know, when you start off, there's always some kids that are, they're always better. Maybe these kids are ranked or whatever. And I was never ranked. I, I wasn't very fast, you know, wasn't quick. Uh, but for me, it was like, man, I'm going to just stick with it. And then, you know, because of that failure, not being great at it early on just kind of motivated me. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. Wait, I can't, you know, you just dropping nuggets like that. You know, can't just dance a part, you know, dance past that. You mentioned the failure part. Yeah. Like how and, and how that, you know, helped you with your future career. So how did you overcome that? And, you know, how do you overcome that failure part? I mean, to, to me, to be honest, like I didn't see myself doing anything outside of basketball, you know? And so for me, even though I was going through these ups and downs, I, you know, the love and my vision for it uh, just kind of kept me going, you know? Um, and so I definitely got to credit, you know, God for everything. Obviously I wouldn't be uh, where I was today without him. Uh, but it, it came down to, he instilled in me, you know, that drive to keep going, you know, because I, and I'm seeing it now with a lot of the younger kids today, you know, they get so discouraged quick. And because if they not ranked or they not at this level, um, and for me, I really didn't care about all of that. You know, it was just the love of the game that just kept me going, you know. Man, let me find out you had a teleprompter. Who back there? Hey, <laughs> hey somebody <laughs> talking to you back there, man. They're, no. they're like, because, man, that is, man, that's, you know what I'm saying? That's real talk. Like, I uh, couldn't have yeah. said that any better, you know. So, um, yeah. wow. So, you know, what what high school you went to? I went to uh, Cypress Springs High School. It's actually on the north uh, west side of Houston uh, in the Cypress area. And, uh, you know, I went there all four years. And that was a situation where I was actually going to leave that school because early on I didn't have a success. Um, but I but I told, I told my mom, I said, I'm going to stick with it, you know, because I don't want to just leave and be like, okay, I'm going to give up and just go to another school. I'm going to fight and work my way through it. And I ended up having a lot of success there. You know, I became um, the all-time leading scorer while I was there um, and going into college. So, okay. yeah. Wow. Hey, hey, you can tell. He just dropped that. I was the all-time leading scorer. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you're so casual. You know what I'm saying? Like, LT, he was like, look, 32 touchdowns, one year. Like it's nothing, huh? <laughs> exactly. Light, light work. Yeah. So, you know, once again, you know, so you got that success at um, 
in high school and you, you, you met your failure at, a, at an early age and was able to recover from that. You know, so that's, you know, that's very impressive. So, you know, what are some of the things that, you know, you would give people from basketball that's trying to overcome those same things that you had? Yeah. Um, on a high school level. You know, for me, it's like, you know, mentoring these young uh, kids because I went through the struggles. Um, and for me, like my folks didn't have enough money to spend money on AAU, you know. And so for mm -hmm. me, I was fortunate enough to play on some AAU teams where they were free. Uh, but my folks weren't going to have the money to EA provide me a personal trainer. Um, and so I look back on some of those things, you know, now, you know, as far as me giving back, um, as far as mentoring kids and teaching them the game, because I, I at one point, if, if, uh, if, if it wasn't for people that was helping me along the way, you know, I wouldn't have got where I, I got, you know, there was people in the community, you know, that helped out and looked out because at the end of the day, my parents didn't have enough money for me to, to get a trainer or nothing like that. Um, so wow. it's me just now giving back to that part of the game. And that's good you do that because, you know, growing up, you know, I played park ball. And, you know, I played yeah. basketball, I, you know, and, yeah. you know, and by society standards, you know, we should be, you know, black people should be generally good in basketball. So I'm like, you know, playing these white, uh, white parks, these dudes got handles and they dunk. I said, bro, they just supposed to be shooting how they got this game. Yeah. I didn't even know that there was trainers back then. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So right. I got my kid, and now I wanted to show him because I put him in uh, Red Bird Raiders out there in O'Cliff because I wanted him to see raw talent that I was used right. to see. You know, right. and then I uh, pulled him to see the hill to now this is coach talent. These kids getting trained, they parents dropping money on them. Like, I'm dropping on you. They yeah. got this. So, you yeah. know, it's like it's exposure, and it's good that you come from a background, whereas – People don't even know about that or they didn't have the resources. So, you know, that's what's yeah. up. Yeah. And honestly, like I said, I think honestly that that helped me a lot because I had to be self-efficient in a way where I had to basically uh, learn the game from just watching it on TV and, you know, and learning that way versus having a coach. So I couldn't imagine being in the position where some of these kids today, they got a coach that can train them because I pretty much, I, you know, I would pick up, you know, information from my uncle here and there. He would give me tips and stuff. And I just could take whatever I could take, uh, but I couldn't imagine being where they are now with a coach. It's a different, it's a totally different world now that we live in, for sure. Okay, right. so yeah. you know one thing. Now that shot is butter. You know what I'm saying? So was that? Did you get that shot that release from watching TV, or was that you know with that coach? How did you develop that shot? Man, to be honest, my uncle was the one who showed me the shot for the first time. And here's the thing: my uncle taught me how to shoot one time. He taught me how to shoot. He, he taught me how to shoot. Before that, my shot was broke. I couldn't even tell you what my form looked like. It, it, it was trash. Though. It was no, no, no. Yes. And this was probably he he taught me this probably when I was like in the fifth grade. So I started playing like when I was in the second grade. And so for like three years, bro, I couldn't even throw the ball in the ocean. It, it was bro, it was bad. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so, okay. And so my uncle, till this day. And I played with some great shooters throughout my whole, you know, college and even my pro career. And nobody till this day could shoot like my uncle. Hands down, period. Even to this day, I can't shoot like my uncle. So he used to, he used to shoot like from almost like half court. And he would just, he was just nothing but net. So I would be crazy <laughs> not to, not to listen to him. You see what right. I'm saying? So when he told it to me, 
I took everything he was telling me to heart that one day, bro. And that's, that was the last day he taught me. And that was it from there. Okay. And then fr from that point on, I was shooting. I was shooting lights out from there. Money. Money. You know what I'm Money. So, you know, one thing, like, you know, I've never been put up in so, you know, pressure like that on the court, but I watch enough TV to know yeah. that these stars, you know, uh, basketball shows, to know these stars, you know, these uh, stars of these teams, they're not going to pass you the ball unless they're confident you can make the shot. You know what I'm saying? Because D Wade, you know what I'm saying? He could have drove it in easily. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like, how did you build that kind you know that type of camaraderie that type of confidence in d wade for him to pass you shots like that and you to make them so what Man, was your first conversation with him my first conversation actually my first conversation with d wade uh was on my college uh visit to marquette he was actually my uh my host okay okay and uh there was a whole story <laughs> between with me and and ray allen that's a long story i don't even know if we got the time to tell us hey we got a child hey so at the time man when i was in high school this was around the time when he got game came out so hey. that, yes bro that was that was that movie he if you, if you know he got game and to me ray allen was in my my era of high school he was our version of what Kyrie Irving is today to these young kids to us you know what i mean so when we watched mm -hmm. that movie like we was like jesus shut us were like he got game that way. i was in awe and so <laughs> at the time you know he was my favorite player all the way you know for like 2 years straight in high school so i ended up going on a on a recruiting visit to marquette now at the time i didn't realize that marquette was in milwaukee I had to Google it. He actually yeah. said, he said, where that? I said, man, I think yeah. my channel. <laughs> right, right, right. So, you know, and, and so the coach, the head coach, he knew that Ray Allen was my favorite player. So he set it up on my visit for me to meet him. Nice. So I go back to the locker room area. It's a funny story because I was actually supposed, they set it up for me to meet Jordan that day, MJ. Because at the time, the Bucks was playing against the, uh, what was that? Who wait, I'm sorry, you're talking, about real, wait, you're talking about the real MJ, not the jump man, Michael I'm talking Jordan. About, I'm talking about Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan. I'm talking about the GOAT, oh. that, that man. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, at the time, he was playing on the Wizards. Now, at the time when I was a kid, I'm so used to Jordan playing on the, the Bulls. The Bulls, right. So it didn't even register to me that Jordan was with the Wizards. So we go back to the locker room area. The first person I see is Sam Cassell. He comes out, and I think at the time, he, I think he was with the Bucks. I think he was playing yep. on the Bucks. I see uh, on the Wizards, Rip Hamilton, uh, Karan Butler, Kwame Brown comes Tell out. And, uh -oh, uh -oh. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, Kwame, not Kwame, but Sam Cassell, he comes out. He talked to us for a little bit. So then Doug Collins comes. Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I forgot. Because in the hood in New Orleans, like we would, we had a joke, a real, we'd be like Sam Cassell face. We'll call you that. Because Sam yeah, yeah. Cassell looked oh, weirder. That's, that's so how did you not laugh? Like, did you what did you laugh when you say this? <laughs> Uh-oh. You gotta get hey, you gotta pay that internet bill, man. You, you can't be blipping <laughs> like that. What'd you say? Oh. Just for a second. You good, you good. Continue, sir. 
Uh oh, he's going. Uh, okay, so we just lost the feed to uh, K. Ron Bradley. So, uh, you know, he'll be back. He's having technical difficulties right now. He's uh, looking at us. But if you listen to us online on our podcast, you really can't see what's going on. But we having a hoop, man. Hoop number time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this story's getting good, man. <laughs> right, I'm about to say, you over there, big cheese. Like, go on, man. <laughs> I was like, hey, you know, so uh, is he back? That's hey, that's how it happens. You know what? Who hey, stop kick the DJ table, man. Someone to kick the DJ table. See? So we're gonna blame you, man. You talking about Sam Cassell face. And that's what happened. He pulled the switch on us. Exactly. <laughs> Damn you. But yeah, man. Uh, back. You? Oh, you man, he's back. Yes, sir. Sorry about that. We good. Oh, wait, you know what? This will be the moment where I would insert. Oh, Sam Cassell face. How you doing? Yeah, insert his face right there. Um, <laughs> that's tough. But, but um, so basically with Sam Cassell, he came out and he was joking, uh, you know, kind of with me. So so Doug Collins comes out at the time, and this was Jordan's first coach. He was the coach uh for the Wizards at the time. So dude comes out, and me and D Wade are there. Uh, having a conversation, he comes out and dude says my name. He says, "Hey, K. Ron, I want to apologize to you that Mike Mike couldn't be here to meet you, bro." Look, my chest would have been from New Orleans to Wisconsin listen, to everywhere. Listen, dude said my name and said that he apologized that Mike wasn't here to meet me, bro. And up. he gave me he gave me a reason why Mike wasn't there. Man, wow. He said, you know, he was like, at the time, he was like, Jordan was hurt. And so the reason why he didn't come to the game is because when he's on the bench, you know, the fans, they hackle him and they yell at him. So he's a distraction to the team. And so when he's hurt, we just leave him in D.C. Yeah. Um, but just the fact off of that alone, dude came out and, and apologized. I was like, whoa, okay. Y'all had set it up for me to meet this dude. <laughs> right. I, as a young kid, high school kid, I was like, yo, what's going on? Um. And so Ray Allen comes out and Ray Allen, it starts to come out. He's like, he tells D Wade, he said, man, I, I want to congratulate you on the, on the season that you had. It was a great year. And, um, and I'm, I'm just amazed. Cause at the time Ray Allen was like, bro, this was, he was that guy. Player. Yeah. He <laughs> was that guy. And he came out smooth. Like, look, with a suit and just with, with the trench coat, just smooth. bro. Ray. Smoke. They had him for three. Swish. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, so. It, this but did you great. ask for an autograph? But that's all I want to know. Like, how did I'm you? Get, I'm going to get to okay. that. I'm going to get to okay. that because I got a story about that. So, <laughs> um, and so he tells D. Wade, he says, look, man, whenever you get to the NBA, he was like, it's important for you to work on your shot. Now, I'm thinking to myself, like, whenever you get to the NBA, I'm like, how do you just know he going to get to the NBA? Like, who, who is, who is this? Who is D. Wade? Like, at the time. I even know who really D Wade was at that time. You know, I, obviously I heard stories before coming there how how nice he was, but at the time Ray Allen was like, "Yeah, whenever you get to the NBA, it's important for you to start working on your shot because you know we're losing the game to the overseas pure shooters." And, and I remember Ray Allen specifically saying this. He was like, "There's only four pure shooters in the NBA," and he named himself. 
I was tripping nice. out about that because he named himself. He said, <laughs> um, Allen Houston, Yo. Reggie mm-hmm. Miller. And, I for, yeah, and I, for the life of me, I cannot remember the fourth person that he named, but I, I remember those three specifically. Uh, Ray, uh, Reggie Miller, Allen Houston. Man, I just don't remember who the, the other person was. Either way, he was like, look, whenever you get to the NBA, make sure you you know, work on your jump shot. So I'm like, okay, who is this D-Wade guy? Like, he already know he's going to the league. Um, and at the time I tell D Wade, I'm like, Hey, can you take, can you, uh, take a picture um, with me and Ray Allen for me? So <laughs> yeah, I, I, gave him, I gave him that one. Like, Hey bro, I need, I need this picture. With Ray. So, so at the time we had those disposable cameras. You remember them disposable mm-hmm. cameras right, that yeah. you get? That you got to go get uh the, the jump the, in, the, in the seal and put them in a the box. Yeah, put them in the thing out, out of Walgreens or whatever, yep. right? So tell me why D Wade. I have him. He takes the picture. When I get home, that's the only picture in the whole thing that's black. Bruh. The- <laughs> Bro, tell wow. this day. Tell this day. I'm telling D. I, I tell D Wade about that till this day. Like, bro, you messed up that picture between me and Ray Allen, Purpose. like on, on my visit. Yeah, I and it was it like he just laugh at it every single time. <laughs> he don't even care. So, so that's a little story with me, and that was the first time I met D Wade. Now, as far as like me, me seeing him, as far as like playing against him, man, that's a different story. Mm. All right, all and right. so from from that point on of me, uh, meeting him on the court. I knew then, like as a freshman, I was like, man, it's about to be a long year for me <laughs> because I had never seen nobody ever play basketball like that in my life. Wow. When I saw him, it was like, I was like seeing like something out of another planet. You knew he was going to be seen, a Hall of Famer. But what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, from day one, when I saw him play, I said, what is that? that's all i can say i'm like what is i was like i ain't never seen this before he was doing stuff i had never seen on the basketball court i was like bro i was like it's gonna be a long year for me i was like (laughs) i thought i thought i was about to come in here as a freshman and and just Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying i had to wait my little turn though (laughs) thought you've been coming to take you a spot huh exactly yeah coming there swinging and banging with the poker yeah uh, okay, okay. So you know, being so like you having to pretty much dim down your life for D Wade and fall in line, and you know what I'm saying, and you yeah. know, with you becoming and being your own star outright, you know. So going into this Final Four, like you had the opportunity to make the Final Four, like that is an amazing feat in itself. So you know, I was in a band, and like I, in my freshman year, I couldn't, I couldn't get out, I couldn't get out past eight o'clock. So I didn't have a, a band moment there. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I had to. You know, I had to clean the instruments. So what was your final four moment? You know what I'm saying? I know you didn't have to uh, clean the shoes or anything. Like, what was it like? Man, that final four was amazing. It was in New Orleans, by the way. Oh, wow. Hey, I knew that. <laughs> so I, I'll never forget that. So, you know, being in New Orleans, man, um, at the time, this was 2003. Um, obviously, you know, Katrina, now nah, none of that had happened, whatever. This was 2003. And so, man, I just remember it was a great time, you know. Uh, we everywhere we went we had police escorts um, yeah and so it was just you felt like because it was so much media attention around that i remember being like it was a camera in my face like every every second 
you know, and I remember being on at the time, like, like uh, BET, MTV, and it was so much media attention around that time. And it was just, it was crazy. You're talking about millions of people watching, you know, the final yeah. four and to be a part of that, bro. It was, it was a special thing, man. That's something I'll never forget. Wow. Never forget. Okay. And I got a chance. I mean, the coach let us get out on Bourbon Street, man. What? Yeah. Okay. See, I couldn't do that my freshman year. I was <laughs> in the uh, hotel, you yeah. know what I'm saying, cleaning the yeah. instruments. So, yeah. you know, shout out, you know what I'm saying, shout out yeah. to y'all on that. But, man, that's uh, that's some big stuff right there. Yeah. You know, so you got an opportunity to, uh, to do that. So what was your biggest basketball, you know, what was your biggest basketball challenge playing international ball? I would say my my biggest challenge, man, was probably my first year when I went overseas. My my first year playing, I played in uh, Hungary. I played in a city called Chaperone, Hungary. And for me, it was just really trying to get adjusted to the culture. Now, before then, when I was in high school uh, and even in college, I got a chance to go overseas, but it was only for like maybe two weeks, three weeks at a time. So now it's time for me to go over here and I got to be over here for like 10 months. So I got I got to, yeah, I got to live over here. So now it's adjusting to everything, man, as far as like the food, the language, (laughs) it's a a totally different world. And then like, like Hungary is like, if you see the language and the words of like Hungarian words, it's some of the hardest confusing words you'll ever see. So just the whole culture, you know, Wow. And adjusting to that my first year was tough. And that was around the time when I, I just had my son. Uh, my son, he's he's 13 years old now. He's actually just turned 13 a couple of days ago. Um, But I had him during that time. So that was a challenge, being able to, you know, right. be a chance to be yeah, around him during that time as well, going back and forth and all of that. So. Wow. All right, so I guess you're a true baller because, you know, you never mentioned the change of the ball. Like, did y'all play with the NBA ball or did you play with the international ball with that was a vanilla strip going across? Yeah, it, it was a, it was the international. But the thing about the international ball, what happens is as it starts to wear down, it's it's just like the NBA ball. You yeah. know, it's, it's the it's the Martin. So, I mean, for me, I love the ball. It's a great feel to it. So that wasn't a hard adjustment for me. Um, all of my years, I played in Europe for the most part, you know, okay. for the most part of my, my pro career. And so adjusting to the ball was was pretty easy. Yeah. All right. So, you know, I did my homework. Mm-hmm. And I think that you play for, you know, because we know, you know, you play for Marquette. We were talking about your Marquette years. Yeah. And uh, now we're talking about uh, your Wichita State years. Uh, so the question is, what's your best basketball moment? But I hope it's not. I think I read y'all played the Grambling State University Tigers basketball team. You know what? Uh, I know I did at one point play against Grambling. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we did. And I know we smacked them too. <laughs> I threw it in there. <laughs> I know we smacked y'all. I know. Cut, no. cut, so cut, just, cut, 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 before cut, 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 Before you say anything, yeah, I think we smacked y'all. But yeah, what was that? Yeah. Okay. And you answered it. Yes, boy. Straight up. Next. <laughs> so um hold on. So uh we got Bayou Boys Lando. Uh he's chiming in. He said, What year you played in Greece? 
uh, this was around, ooh, I want to say 2011. 2011 is when it was. Man, my dates could be off about that. I, th- I want to say it's 2011, 2012. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Yep. So was that a big adjustment? Like, because. So which game would you prefer, the Europe game or the NBA? Take out, you know, because with the way the league is going right now, so let's take out the big flashing contracts. Yeah. International ball with NBA. How are they competing? Are they on the same level? What do you think? Um, or similar? Well, you you know, you, you have some guys. Gameplay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you have some guys that overseas that, that make more money than some guys in the NBA. You know, like uh, on my Italian team, I had a couple of guys that were making, you know, 2.3 million euro a year oh, wow. playing. Yeah. And when I was in Italy, I was in first division Italy. And it was some guys that was making top, top money. And so for them to, to come and play in the NBA for less money, you know, I understand both sides of it, too, because at the end of the day, uh, the NBA is like a dream for most people. Right. But it's got to come a time where you know, the NBA money is not adding up as much as what I can make overseas. And I got to make a, a decision for my family based off the financial side of it, you know? And um, so it just depends on the person. It depends on the league that you're in. You know, you, you can make, you know, obviously overall in Europe, the money is not as much as the NBA. That's just no comparison, but you can find some leagues. And if you work your way up in the top divisions in, in, uh, in Europe, you can make a lot of money more than you could in the NBA. Mm, all right. Yeah. All right. Yep. Oh, cool. So right now, you know, we get to uh, you know the thing that you do off the court. But first, you know, you got to talk about your uh, men's TBT professional team because you know, shout out to the uh, you know Waco Tear, you know, uh, Coach Hill. He's on uh, <laughs> uh, nothing but basketball. But he, you know, he shot me a text. He said, "Man, tell them uh, Waco Tear out there." Hey. He wants um, he want to smoke. He want to bring his men TBT team uh, out there. Listen, we are taking on and open for all smoke. You know, we don't we don't back down from a challenge. The guys that I got on on the team, you know, they dogs. They got that dog mentality. So, you know, it's 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 open. You able to enter into the TBT at any time. You know, we he's not saying nothing nobody. but air and opportunity. Air and opportunity. <laughs> so if, if he wanted, hey, let's get it. He wrote oh, it down right there. You see what he said? You should have flashed that on the um. At 916, he said TBT Waco Tear versus TBT Shockers. Fact. Book them. Let's get, let's get Book it. Book them. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yes, sir. And and I think next year we'll be hosting in Wichita. So we'll see him in Wichita if he's open for it. Yeah. Hey, they're going to be in Oklahoma this weekend. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, okay. so, hey, you know, might be coming to a tournament near you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you I'm know, with you it, know man. Hey, so for everyone in our podcast, our listeners, you know, he's looking so un- unbothered. He's like, man, like, you know, this is what we do. So, like, you know, one thing right now, you know, especially with the NBA and something that I have to come uh, adjusted to and, you know, and learn with this new form of athlete, these new, you know, these new athletes, they want to use a sports platform to, you know, make a statement. It's more than just what they do on the court. It's more than just yeah. the game. Like I'll have, yeah. you know, I'm always of the mindset like, hey, keep them separate. But now they're doing more than just that. They're not just paying into the NBA cares. Like they're not just, you know, how can I? They're not being a part of the NBA's charity they're doing their own thing you know they're starting yeah. their own charity they're hitting the streets with their own thing making their own statement so what are you doing like yeah. you know k ron bradley coming from houston what are you doing 
outside the court to make an impact. Yeah, man. Like I said, for me, it, it goes back to that that mentorship because for me, I understand how how important it is uh, to use sports, man, as a uh, an outlet. And and I understand, you know, there's a lot of kids in the Houston area, Dallas, all across the country in the inner cities of of kids that that need an outlet. Because uh, I'm I'm gonna be honest, if if it wasn't for basketball, I don't know what I would do. You know, at the end of the day, wow. um, I, I want to say that I would be on the right track, but that's if something about basketball that kind of helped me, that motivated me to want to do the right things and, and to to have a certain focus. Um, and so for me, I'm just, you know, focusing on and I always tell people, too, I feel like if, if you feel like you're doing enough, you're not doing nothing at all. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like, it's you know, I, I try to catch a kid and, and just be that mentor for him, you know, because I know how easy it is um, that you can fall victim into, to get in trouble, victim to the streets right. and different things like that. And, and obviously I'm not a LeBron James and I don't have a platform, you know, like a Dwayne Wade or nothing like that. Um, but I could do my part within my city as far as mentoring kids, making sure that, you know, uh, they heading in the, in the right direction. And that's what I've always done. Um, you know? Yeah. So you know you being a mentor, and I'm a uh, you know I'm, it's thing in the teaching society. Once an educator, always an educator. I was sixth grade yes, at Belinda C. Jones in New Orleans. So in my best moment, I'll be up here at the board. One plus one is two. Don't yeah. ask me that new math. It's, it's right. two. So it. and when I see the light bulb going, ding, you know we call that a you know like a teaching moment. What is your yeah. coaching moment? What is your mentor's moment? Like you know because the teachers once they get what we're trying to teach them, that light bulb moment. What's yours? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just like, um, it, it, and, and I always, at the end of the day, like, I, I feel like I'm a teacher um, just just in of life, you know? And so my thing is, like, at any given time, um, you know, that, 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 that teaching moment, that light bulb can go off. And my always thing is I always, I'll see a kid that I don't even know that's by himself, you know, and, and, and I see him struggling with something. You know what I mean? And I know that he's doing the shooting wrong. And if I could take that split mm -hmm. second to say, hey, pull him to the side and say, hey, man, you doing this, this, this. And and but also, you know, develop that relationship, you know what I mean? To to help mentor him along that way, too. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah, I've always. True. Yes. You know, I've always said that, you know, I'm going to say it here, you know, I, I value a coach. <laughs> more than what I value a teacher because the coach get more on a personal level. A teacher, yeah. you know, I'm just a snap set. You know, I'm just here to introduce concepts. A coach is here to like, hey, get in your face. You know what I'm saying? And it's and it's funny because my son, he was um, playing for Redbird Raiders. You know, he's a attention seeker. So he was, he started getting good. He was like, dad, why the coach is no longer in my face? I was like, son, because yeah. you're getting better at it. You know what I'm saying? The coach is there to coach you up and then yeah. move. You know, That's so... Right. That's you know, right. definitely give a shout out to those coaches and you know people like you. So this is uh you know your elite basketball skills trainer, uh K Ron Bradley. So yes, sir. how can um you know how can our listeners, our viewers, how can the people get in contact with you? Uh they can definitely get in uh touch with me, any social media platform, Instagram, they can go to my website, uh, which is kronbradley.com, you know, and all of my information is on there. Uh, but I, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Nice, nice. Definitely got to have a uh, you know online presence. But uh, before we get up out of here, Coach Lee, you got anything? You know, any X's and O's, any dots and spots you want to talk about with uh, K. Ron? No, but you know, I got some questions. So I got a couple of questions <laughs> for you. Yes, sir. So, uh, 
when did you know that professional basketball could potentially be a real thing for you? Um, you know, it's like I said, for me, when I, my first, um, vision or, or first uh, glimpse of basketball was seeing Michael Jordan back in uh, when he won his first championship. So from that day, honestly, I set out to be like, man, I'm going to try to be, I'm going to try to get to the NBA and win an NBA championship. So when I first saw him, that was, that was my vision. I didn't think nothing else. So even when I was in high school at the time, if you remember a lot of a lot of kids at that time were going from high school to the nba and so my focus was i was trying to be that high school kid that went from <laughs> high school to the nba and so my vision for it um has always been there and what what my focus was is if i just focused on the work it was just it was just a matter of time that i was going to become a professional basketball player you know i didn't really try to rush that process you know i kind of let it develop and I allowed right. myself to learn, but most importantly, I allowed myself to make mistakes along the way too. Um, so the vision was always there ever since I first saw basketball. And this was probably 1990 when he won his first championship. So even then, I, I mean, yes. I had a vision for it, but when I guess I, it, it became really clear was obviously when I went to, to play college basketball, I had a, a pretty solid um, college career. And then from there, it just kind of, you know, Went from there. Okay. Yeah. Um, what advice would you have for a player who wants to play professionally? Yeah. Um, like I said, I think for me, my main thing is what I always try to tell kids is just focus on getting better every day. Don't try to focus on like I'm supposed to like you're supposed to be at a certain level right now because you're not. You are where you're supposed to be. But if you just kind of put your head down and just focus on getting better, it's going to take care of itself. You know, and too many kids, I, I think right now, are, are trying to rush their success uh, instead of just doing the work. And and so, but, and, and that's just what it comes down to. You got to work. There's no secret formula to it. You know what I mean? Like there's, yep. there's no, even when I, when I tell kids this all the time, I said, look, when I was coming up, I didn't have a trainer. And I was like, at the end of the day, as a trainer, I'm not going to try to put you through all these little drills that look good or whatever. A lot of times I'm like, look, you can get better with just a basic ball handling drill, but you just got to go hard at it. You got to go hard. You know, it's it's not a secret formula. I'm not going to be like, oh, the secret to basketball ain't no secret. It's just it's just straight hard work and sticking with it because you're going to have some failures with it. Right. But it's that it's that perseverance. And then another thing, too, is the sacrifice. You got to have sacrifice. There if you you're not willing to sacrifice and give up some like maybe it's, it's hanging out with your friends or playing the video game or hanging out with some girl that you're chasing after, whoever it is, if you're not willing to give that up, then the professional level of sports is not really for you. <laughs> it's interesting you know? that you say that because I, I know I get a little bit, I was never fortunate enough to obviously make it to the next level, but uh, I have a lot of uh, friends and and, uh, and things of that nature who did play professional NFL and things like that. Yeah. And I saw those guys after practice every day, you know, we go through a practice or whatever, and they would stay after and put in extra work. Yes. Um, that's why I get a little bit upset when I hear people say, no, those guys are overrated. They make too much money, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, they don't, I don't think everybody really understands the sacrifice that you say and the work that those guys have put into their craft. Man, look, I gave up basically a social life growing up as a high school kid. I didn't have friends, bro, because honestly, 
it was just me and I just grinded and just focused on basketball. That's all I wanted to do. And all of the people that, you know, they was hanging out, they wanted to go here, go there. And my thing was, I'm like, nah, I got somewhere I'm trying to go. And so I had to kind of sacrifice that, you know. That makes and sense. Uh, you, you have to. That's the only way. It's the only way. Yeah. Okay. And last question I got for you. Yes, sir. Now, it's already over and done with. You played at Marquette first. Yep. In Wichita State. Secondly. Yep. Where you yes, graduated sir. from. So, let me ask you this. Coming out of high school, what would have been your dream college to play at? Ooh. Man, Uh-oh. be honest now. It's years later. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's we years gonna later. We're going to think about it later. Oh, man. Dream school? Probably at the time, man. Um, NC? North, I would say North Carolina was I up was gonna at the top. I was going to say that. Yeah, I was going to say that. It was at the top. It was definitely at the top. UCLA. NC in Kansas? UCLA? Yeah, not, not, not so much Kansas. I'm not, definitely not going to say Kansas. The Wichita State people were looking at me crazy. <laughs> right, no, 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 you're not about to run. You can't go back there. No, 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 I thought you slide not, that up right now. It's not Kansas at all. It's not Kansas. Uh, but I would definitely say like UCLA, North Carolina was definitely would have been a dream school. North Carolina didn't recruit me. Um, and uh, But yeah, that was definitely a, a UCLA. UCLA was the big one for me, though. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Appreciate it. Hey, yeah, yeah. That's all I got, man. Yes, sir. You, so, you know, circle background, because he said he, he missed out on his social life in high school. So is that yeah. the reason why you started this relationship podcast you do now? Pretty much, though. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Distinguished gents, man. So okay. that's the name of the podcast. So y'all check us out, too, man. But, yeah, you can say that, you know. I've had my ups. I guess I had my ups and downs in relationships. So I'm an expert, I guess you could say, huh? <laughs> okay, right. Okay. All right. So it says that. Hey, so is it? So which one up. is it? Uh, R. Kelly, uh, um, Key Sweat. Which, which which one? Wait. What? what what's the question? So which one? Which is you say you say you in uh you know in relationships. So for mm-hmm. the makeups, you know they say Keith Sweat is the king of wine. Girl, you know you know what I'm saying. So and R. Kelly is the one you know just you know what I'm saying. So which one is? I'm definitely gonna say Keith Sweat. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, 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 okay. I'm, 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 by default. Yeah, that's a PC question. Oh man, a, yeah. I'm talking about the music. That's yeah, all that's I'm talking easy, about. Oh, the music wise, I mean, it's that's what I'm talking too, about. Because R. Kelly music really be it goes hard. It's that's hard. what I'm saying. That's too what I'm soon. Saying. Too soon. <laughs> that's tough. No, too soon. But Keith Sweat though, yeah, definitely. Hey. All right, all right. So, was that? So, which one is your favorite? Uh, you know, what's your favorite artist? R and B artist. R and B artist of all time. Yeah. Woo. Um. Dang man. Uh. Man, I, I. I probably have to say, dang, this is a tough one though. Maybe. I'm trying to think who I got more in that playlist, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what was Are it? You, uh, ninety six was that back Um. Back in the uh, H-Town? Oh, well, that's the, the group. You talking about groups? Like R&B groups? Well, that's the group. Or, or, with, uh, I mean, Music Soul Child. I rock with him. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah I rock favorite. with Music Soul Child because I'm the Neo Soul uh, type Same of guy. Uh, as far as groups, I mean, H-Town, that was that group back then, too. There's been all so right. many. Let me ask y'all this. Who y'all got? Jagged Edge or um, Drew Hill? Jagged Edge. 
Yeah, I can't do the Cisco with the cutting of the head, man. Like, nah, bro. Yeah, Second Edge is timeless. Second Edge is timeless. I said the same thing, too. Yeah, so. Yeah, we definitely got to get up out of here. So any shout-outs before we let you go? Nah, man, that's it. I just appreciate y'all for having me on, man. A lot of fun. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having us. Yes, sir. I got shout out. Definitely give a shout out to Texarkana Patriots. Uh, they're doing a uh, car wash tomorrow. So y'all out there, Texarkana area, definitely uh, go check that out. We got um, Wickle Terra playing out there. So check that out. What did you do with Uncle Lee, bro? Don't say the Lee, bro, without the junior. Hey. And my shout outs for tonight. Just want to shout out to everybody down in the Gulf Coast area. You got those storms coming through there. Y'all stay the course, support one another, and get through this. Y'all will be all right. All right. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. We thank y'all for joining tonight for another episode of the interviews. Come back next week. Have a little her um the good time with us. And we definitely love keeping y'all entertained. Thank you. Y'all have a good night. Good show.